Fight Club members, I'm Kate. And I'm Ariana. And I've got something super spoopy and super gay for you guys today. <gasps> Yay! Yes! Ariana doesn't know. You guys probably know because you clicked on this episode. But today, we're going to be talking about something very dear to my heart, um, which is Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, shit! Yes! Oh, my God! We're going to be talking oh, about damn. Frankenstein, and we're going to be talking specifically um, about how he is a queer icon. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this. I cannot wait. I'm going to sit here with my iced coffee and relax (laughs) and learn about queer Frankenstein. Literally. So I I went into this. um, I knew I wanted to talk about queerness and horror because I feel like queerness and horror are like very intrinsically linked. And that's something that I started. I was like, this. that's what the mini episode is going to be like. Well, girl, I don't have time to go into all. That's a lot. That's like three whole maxi episodes. You had to narrow it down. Yeah. So I, I went down a Frankenstein rabbit hole. And had so much fun. And I can't wait to discuss all of my findings with you. Wow. So is this like the, who is it, Mary Shelley Frankenstein? Yes. yes. So we're going to be talking about Mary Shelley who wrote um, the original novel. It's pretty short, but wrote the original novel back in like 18, I don't know, 18 something. (laughs) A long, long time ago. Many years ago in Lord Byron days. And then, but I'm also going to be talking about the movie Frankenstein, um, which was directed Ooh. by James Whale, who was an openly gay director. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. What year was that? That was in 1931. Oh, damn. Yeah. And him. I'm going to be talking a bit about James Whale because this guy was very interesting to me. He got into movies uh, when he was captured as a prisoner of war during World War I and put on what? amateur plays in the prisoner of war camp in Germany. Crazy oh stuff. My God. So I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to go into um, Bride of Frankenstein, which he also directed yes. in Yes. I needed to know about that. I was going to have know. so many questions. Ah! I can't wait. Okay, so feel free to interrupt me if you have questions. No guarantee I know the answers to them. Um, but I did a lot of research, so I'm, I, hope I, <laughs> I hope I sound smart. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Stoked. So before we get started, um, two things. First, I just want all of my English lit queens out there to unclench their fists, um, read re the Frankenstein versus Frankenstein's monster. Because guess what? I mean, I mean both of them. We're talking about they're both gay. <laughs> both of them. Both of them. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And I am also talking about Mary Shelley's original story, also very gay, in my opinion. But before we get there, I want to discuss something that's called queer theory. Ariana, are you familiar with queer Ooh. theory? No, so, I'm not. Tell me. I wasn't really either. So queer theory, and I'm going to lift a quote that's directly from um, a book by someone much smarter than me, which is um, David Halperin, who wrote St. Foucault Towards a Gay Hagiography. And he defines queer theory as queer is by definition, and this is a quote, whatever is at odds with the normal, oh, the legitimate, the dominant and then he continues okay queer demarcates not a positivity but a positionality vis-a-vis the normative wow interesting i know it is interesting because i feel like a lot of times people will be like well that's that that's gay and that's not gay and i feel like queer theory kind of shakes that up and is like well that's not really the point and that's and like queer can mean a lot of things And what's Mm -hmm. also important is that whenever you take queer theory and you apply it to art, so like stories and film, like we're going to do today, it doesn't matter how old they are. Um, It doesn't matter what, quote, like the true intents of the source material were. Um, We aren't trying to say, like, this is gay and I have the receipts. I mean, (laughs) I'm trying to say that, but that's kind of my thing. (laughs) That's kind of my thing. But you don't have to think. It doesn't mean, like, Frankenstein is a homosexual monster. Like, that's not quite what we're saying. But a little bit. I mean, that's what I'm saying, but (laughs) that's what I think. It's better that way. But we're kind of, like, taking this, like, lens because the lens of, like, art was so based on dominant cultures, based on what society deemed was okay, based on the Hayes Code and all sorts of things. Um, So whenever you can take queer theory and apply it to older works of art or fiction – um, or or history, <laughs> they were roommates that hung out together for eighty yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. <laughs> Got it. Winky blinky. Like a lot. There's like a lot that you can glean from it. And I feel like what better time to out Frankenstein's monster <laughs> than Pride? 
Yes. Oh yes. my God. I love it. It's going to be him and Babadook and Pennywise. <laughs> and the front they of the all parade. love each other. They love it. They love it. <laughs> Cute little horror triad. We're we do it. We need more gay horror villains. And you know what I was thinking of whenever I was doing research on this? I was thinking, have we seen that many gay horror villains? And I thought of a couple. Ooh. Um, They're all vampires. <laughs> wait, I just thought of one who... I don't know. It's hard to say if he's gay or not. Well, um, apply queer theory and you can do whatever you want, it turns out. Okay. Rod and Mad I'm going to I'm going to say the first one that came to mind which was Ethan Hawke from Black Phone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was the first oh, one that came to scary, mind. That's scary, but yes, I would agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Um I I posted about um Lestat and whatever the hell his name is. God, what's his name from Interview with a Vampire? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I've never seen that. Don't talk to <gasps> Ariana. <laughs> Ariana. You're talking about Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, right? Yes, I'm talking about, yes. I can't either. I don't know the character name, though. Ugh, well, me either, apparently. <laughs> I forgot. Lestat and, and Brad Pitt. Um, I was thinking also about Fright Night, because we had watched Fright Night recently. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Fright Night. Jerry mm-hmm. Dandridge and his mm-hmm. his boyfriend slash thrall or whatever. Jer Bear. Jer Bear, yes. we love him. Um, and now I'm about to add a lot more to this oh, shoot. group. But we'll, yes. we'll, we'll start with Frankenstein today. We'll, we'll slow down. Everyone, slow, everyone calm down. I'm not going to make them all gay at once. <laughs> Just starting here. But first, we have we have to start from the very beginning. We got to start from Mary Shelley. Let's see. When did she write Frankenstein? That's something I should know. I read it. I read it like did yesterday. You? Yeah, it's sad. 1818. Oh wow. Wait, is it long? How long is it? Uh, it's not that. It's not that long. It's like 200 pages okay. or something like that. Oh and wow. And you can find okay. the PDF for free online, and it's literally like nice. The one I had was like really good screenshot PDFs of like an actual book. The OG. Like an old yeah. book that had like writing in the margin. I don't know. It was really fun and really wow. cool. That's awesome. I wish I could read. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. That sounds like real, really magical experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love you. Well, you don't have to because I did and it was fucking sad. Oh Yeah, it was really sad. But do you know how Mary Shelley came to write Frankenstein? This isn't super related, but I find it interesting. No, no, tell me. She was, like, hanging out at Lord Byron's house in, like, Switzerland. You know, how you do oh, wow. in the 1800s. Yeah. And it was, like, a really crappy summer and just raining all the time. And she wasn't a writer really yet. Her parents, I think, were both writers. And her husband was like, you got to write. But she kind of was, like, like had writer's paralysis and was like, I don't, that's, meh, no. That's, like, How old was she? Um, just trying to get a good picture. Yeah, let me, let me. She's married. So she's, she's got to so be at 14. least 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see. She was born in 1797. Oh, okay. So like 20, what, what was it? 1818. So 21. Damn. Okay. Oh my Damn. God. What am I doing with my life? Genius. <laughs> I was sitting here like she had spent her whole life wasted it away. <laughs> I mean, they only lived to like 40, right? That's I true. Know. I think she had it's like half her life. Point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, she, it was like a really crappy summer. It was really rainy and gross. And I think it was Lord Byron, obviously, who was like, hey, what if we all like write a ghost story? <gasps> Ooh, that's mm-hmm. cool. And every morning they would like meet and be like, what'd you write? Like, what'd you write? And then they presented <gasps> their ghost stories. And hers was fucking Frankenstein. <laughs> oh my God, that's fucking cool. I know, it's really cool. And whenever yeah. you go to read Frankenstein, like the novel, which is again, really short, you guys should read it if you want to be depressed. <laughs> Which we do. Which we do. Yes, yes I please. literally cried. <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. I literally cried. Um, <laughs> but she, like, that is what she wrote that summer. She added, like, a few edits to where, like, the language was just kind of, like, really flat. But she didn't change the story at all. Whoa. So it's very, cool. So she, if, if you know, if you've read that story back in English Lit whenever you were in high school or, you know, yesterday when you were bored, um, the story of Frankenstein is about... A scientist, Victor Frankenstein, whose goal is to create the perfect man. So Mm. pretty gay from the jump. Weir bells going Mm. off here. Yeah. (laughs) And not just the perfect man. He wants to create like a hot guy. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, because if you're going to make a man, why make him ugly? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's like going around pulling Finding the hottest hot corpses. Body parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting the hottest body parts because he wants like an Adonis. Like his goal wasn't green with neck bolts. Um, oh, shoot. I know. So he was eager to collect the most attractive dead body parts. And so that obviously made me think of um, one of my favorite numbers from Rocky Horror, which is I can make you a man. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny the more I think about it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's like a direct parody on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is trying to make this like sexy man. So yeah. it's just not a far jump, is it? No. And also Edward Scissorhands. Which I feel like I put together at one point, but I like totally forgot oh, that very. that was like the whole premise. It's Tim Burton meets Frankenstein, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And that one's sad, too. Yeah, it is. Actually, honestly, oh, my God. Am I just realizing that Edward Scissorhands is literally like I almost am too. exactly You're Frankenstein? blowing my mind. <laughs> oh, my Oops. God. We're late to the party. It's fine. We're so late. I bet everyone else is like, yeah, we know. Good thing we don't have a horror movie podcast, or this oh, will be God, really embarrassing. Real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back Fuck. to Victor. Back to Victor Frankenstein. So he creates his, you know, Frankenstein, and oh damn it, he's ugly. Oh no, he's ugly. He's a monster, and then immediately, like, discards Frankenstein. Right? He's like, get out of here, gross. Don't like that. Is he dead still, or is he like alive yet? He's alive, when- and not only is Frankenstein Aww. alive. Whenever you think of Frankenstein, like, what do you imagine whenever you think of Frankenstein? Um, and I like picture a green guy. Yeah, green dude, for sure. And he has, like, bolts in his neck, and he's afraid of fire. That's all I got. Yeah, that's about, um, yeah. But he's, like, <laughs> it, like my version when I think of Frankenstein is I thought of him as, like, a mute. Oh, yeah. He could, like, he can, like, grunt. And, exactly. like, he has, like, five things he can say, right? Exactly. Or no. That is the Frankenstein that I was familiar with first, which was not from Mary Shelley, but actually from Mel Brooks. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Young Frankenstein is where I got that knowledge. In the book, he's not like that. He's oh. actually, he can speak. He's very intelligent. Wow. It, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Big sad. So why isn't he hot? Like, why was he like, oh, I um, guess you're not attractive. Is it because he's dead? Corpse pieces, probably. Okay. But why didn't he think about that before he was like. Because he, you know, <laughs> I can't answer that question for Victor. You're going to have to ask him like yourself. like a lot of work to go through. <laughs> And then he immediately was like, well, that didn't work. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Get fresher parts. (laughs) Yeah. No. But anyway, he realizes this monster is intelligent. And there's like a lot of homoerotic subtext in this book. I'm just going to say it between Victor and – so I'll I'll, I'll just call him Adam because that's what the book calls him, by the way. Frankenstein's monster, they just call him Adam. And then – Oh, wow. mm Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Huh. And then – Dr. Frankenstein is named Victor in the book. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on there. I'm doing a finger gesture Mm. for Ariana, but there's a lot of stuff. And pretty much Mm. every time he interacts with Adam, they talk, like Mary Shelley describes his pulse racing, feeling feverish, his brow sweating. (gasps) Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. But the townspeople, like, are immediately repulsed and horrified because even though Adam didn't do anything, he acts different and he appear he presents differently so that hmm. i don't think it's a far jump of queer coding sure to be like i relate to that yeah so adam this is the part where i got real sad adam then is like he feels very isolated he can't have a normal life he can't have romance he can't do any of that stuff and it's just he was just dropped onto the earth and it's like you don't fit in here right and, ev- and all these hillbillies are trying to poke you with pitchforks and so <laughs> He goes back to Daddy Victor, and he's like, "Will you? I just want a partner. I want a mate. Like, I will leave you alone. I won't come back if you just make me a partner." And so Victor promises to make one. He begins to create a bride, a mate for Frankenstein, and then he changes his mind and destroys it. Oh, why does he change his mind? Because he's a dick. <laughs> he's, he's like, a nah. Dick. Yuck! And so Adam shows up, and like this whole time, I'm going to read some direct quotes because it made me big sad. So Adam slash Frankenstein's monster shows up. He's deeply wounded and confused because he's like, what did I fucking do to deserve any of this? Right. And he, I have a quote from him, which I really, I also wanted to show because it really shows how intelligent Frankenstein's monster was, like, deserved better. Yeah. 
He said, you have destroyed the work which you began. What is it that you intend? Do you dare to break your promise? I have endured toil and misery. I left Switzerland with you. I crept along the shores of the Rhine, among its willow islands, and over the summits of its hills. I have dwelt many months in the heaths of England and among the deserts of Scotland. I have endured incalculable fatigue and cold and hunger. Do you dare destroy my hopes? Oh, wow. Let's and hear, he's let- talking about the mate right now he's talking about like did you actually just destroy Destroyed the only thing the... i asked for in this world oh and in yeah. response victor says be gone i do break my promise <laughs> never will i create another like yourself equal in deformity and wickedness remember that wickedness. i have power yeah you believe yourself miserable but i can make you so wretched that the light of day will be hateful to you oh shit yeah dude and so, and then this Damn. is the saddest part. Then the monster, it says, the monster saw my determination in my face and gnashed his teeth in the impotence of anger. Shall each man, he cried, find a wife for his bosom and each beast have his mate and I be alone. I have feelings oh. of affection and they were requited by detestation and scorn. Oh, shoot. Yeah, cue Kate sobbing over a PDF copy of Frankenstein. Oh. Yeah, it was big sad. <laughs> But like, that's very sad. It's, it's not just me, right? Like, right. No. What yeah, do, how do no. you feel about that passage? Yeah. No, I totally see the parallels there with the queer community for sure. For sure. So now enough of that sad shit. Let's jump over to the movie version. Ooh. Okay. Fast forwarding 1931. The movie directed by James Whale, one of the like very few openly gay anyone's in Hollywood. But I want to go back to who James Whale is because this guy's cool. So um, he's also famous for, I haven't seen this, but The Old Dark House. Sounds good. Mm. The Invisible Man. Okay. And then, of course, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, which we'll get there. But even bigger than his 1931 Frankenstein. But before he was a writer. A writer. A writer. A writer. (laughs) um, He enlisted in World War I. And was taken prisoner by the German army um, during a battle on the Western Front. And so he was held in a German prisoner of war camp from August 1917 until the end of the war. And then he didn't even, he wasn't returned back to England until December of 1918. So spent over a year in this POW camp. And while he was there, he like put on a lot of plays. Oh my God. This reminds me of the Battle of Shroop Farms. Stop it. <laughs> Get That's out like of what here. I'm fully picturing. Get out of here. <laughs> well, while he was a prisoner of war, he became really, he was like, I got really into acting and writing and set design. Seems like a pretty nice. fun time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Jokes. jokes. So many jokes. Jokes. So many jokes. <laughs> but he said that he found that this was like really fun. He's like, maybe this is what I want to do. And so he did it, and he did it really hard. And he shipped off to the U.S., wrote Frankenstein. Uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about the movie because, to be honest, the movie is less gay than the book. (laughs) In what ways? Well, he removes – Whale removed a lot of the subtext between Adam and Victor. Sure. Also, just for everyone who's going to be confused like me, Victor is now named Henry. Don't ask me why. His name's Henry. (laughs) Just to make it confusing. He was like, we don't like Victor. Let's don't make like him Henry. That. And then Adam is named Frankenstein to make it more confusing. Wait, is that true? Yeah, I didn't know that. I just assumed that like we all as uncultured swine no. called the wrong thing Frankenstein. I didn't know that was in the movie. His name was Frankenstein. Well, in the movie, his name isn't Frankenstein, but the name of the movie is Frankenstein and it's a picture of his face and they don't call oh. him anything else. <laughs> Okay, okay, all right. It's just kind of like the family Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, good to know. Also, um, Adam, they make Frankenstein's monster Adam. They make him mute. That's why we know him yeah. that way in American culture. And, and also, um, Victor slash Henry, his wife is, like, very involved all of a sudden. His wife is, like, a big part of the story. Is, like, really in- – yeah, Ariana's scrunching up her nose. I don't like it either. <laughs> Wait, did he have a wife in the book? Yes, She just, but- like, was minimally involved. God, what happened to his wife in the book? She didn't die. He had a wife. She, was- she left him. She was not important, <laughs> clearly. She was not important. No. Okay. <laughs> um – 
yeah, so his wife is there, whatever. It's fine. You know, Being it's Being heavily fine. involved. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. And so then audience was like, audiences were like, more. You'd love this heterosexual nonsense. And so. Wait, but like, what was his motivation for creating the monster in the movie then? Uh, the same one, to create life. Like, so a lot of people, um, whenever they look at Frankenstein as a movie or a book, they think of the story as like, a, like pretending to be God, a scientific obsession. Sure. I see differently, but we'll get there. <laughs> We're going to get there right now, actually, in 1935. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So actually, um, James Whale, he did not want to write Bride of Frankenstein. He didn't want to do Bride of Frankenstein. Cause, Why? Well, he didn't want to be pigeonholed as just like a horror director sure. and a horror writer. Fair. Yeah. He was like, ooh, this is escalating. Yes. They're like, ugh. He's like, I don't know about that. And he had, he had a lot of other work that wasn't horror, but guess what he's known for? He's quite good at horror. Right. Sorry, dude. It's good. Yeah. And so this is where things get weirder and gayer and overall better. So if you like look up critical reception and critical reviews of Bride of Frankenstein from the 30, from 1935 versus the original Frankenstein in 31, nobody's talking about the original Frankenstein. <laughs> <gasps> really? Yes. Everyone. Oh, shoot. Like, it's, Bride of Frankenstein is considered the superior film between the two. So it's like Alien and Aliens? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I cannot do this with you. I can't do this with you. You're the worst. Got it. So it's like Alien got it, and got it, Aliens. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. We're on the same Exactly page. like that. Um, but in this universe, so let me just explain kind of like what makes it a little bit. When you apply the lens of queer theory, it's kind of hard. The rainbow-colored glasses. Yep, they're on, and I'm seeing a lot of colors. So, <laughs> starting with this new character, there's this new character named Dr. Pretorius. And Dr. Pretorius is Victor's old mentor who okay. shows up and is like... It, so this movie starts at the end of the original movie so it starts after frankenstein is presumed dead after getting treated like crap by all the townspeople for being other so then dr pretorius shows up and is like hey victor slash henry frankenstein i want to do that also and victor henry is like no 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 no. like those days are behind me and so dr pretorius is like you sure about that though and he's like no i'm not sure at all let's do it <laughs> Literally, he just killed his creation. And then the next day, he's like, all right, let's do it again. Stupid. And they're, they essentially co-parent Frankenstein. It's really cute. Aww. It's really precious. Um, and then also, not only is like, so then you have Dr. Pretorius and Victor slash Henry Frankenstein trying to create life. And there's a lot of, a lot of people are, they see that and they're like, okay, two men creating life without any women involved. And they can see that as yeah. kind of a queer coding. And I get that. Um, but what's even gayer is the actors themselves, who were both oh, nice. openly bisexual actors. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. And that lends a sort of charisma on screen that's hard to undo. <laughs> <laughs> so when Dr. Pretorius comes a-knockin' and Henry's wife is nowhere in sight... <laughs> just amazing it's pretty great it's pretty great um and then in plot now we're going back to that sad shit i was telling you about of like i just want a mate i just want a partner in this world i don't care who it is just give me something right so So this is frankenstein saying that or the monster saying that again yes so he's alive he's he's alive alive he didn't actually die he didn't actually die at the end of the events of the last movie um but this has got to be the saddest shit i've ever seen so essentially the whole movie, Frankenstein is becoming increasingly intelligent. He's able to use more words. Cool. Um, and he's kind of becoming fully in touch with his emotions. He's a very, very, like an ultimately super sympathetic character. Nice. And that's important mm-hmm. because of how this movie ends. <laughs> so this oh whole movie, you got Dr. Pretorius and his husband, Victor Frankenstein, trying to make life together and being terrible co-parents to Adam slash Frankenstein's monster. And then Frankenstein's monster is out there just desperately trying to reach out to humanity and, like, experience love, experience life. Like, there's an entire scene where he's trying to save someone from drowning, and he saves (gasps) this woman, and then these two hillbillies show up and just shoot him. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. But he's a corpse, so he can't die, right? He didn't die, no, but okay, it good. hurt his feelings at the very least. <laughs> they shot him right in the feelings. Right in the feelings. <laughs> Ugh. Aww. And then there's this horrible scene of him, like, drinking water from a stream. Because, again, he's just, like, hiking around, wandering aimlessly. Oh, so he's not living with them anymore. No. He's just, like, he ran away from home. He was kind of uh, banned from home. Oh, they kicked him out. Okay. Yeah, they kicked him out. And so he, there's a sad scene of him, like, drinking out of a water. Out of a water. Out of a stream. <laughs> he, he was drinking, drinking out of some water. Drinking stream out of a water. Drinking that stream out of the water. <laughs> and he, like, sees his reflection and, like, gets angry like, and, like, hideous. sloshes it Aww. away. And I'm, like, yeah. crying again over YouTube. It's real sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, But anyway, so I thought that was very interesting. And there's a lot of queer journalists and historians who look at that and kind of see this perfect example of being gay in a predominantly, in a not yeah. cool to be gay society. And they mm-hmm. talk specifically about how there is this opportunity for humanity, especially in this circumstance. Like y'all should be like, that's fucking crazy that you've made a human out of body parts and it's alive. Like that's yeah. wild. Let's, Let's talk about it. And instead of seeing like the beauty and the scientific marvel in that, they um, don't, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's different. Squash it. It's other. Doesn't surprise me at all. It. No, of course, <laughs> of course it doesn't. Of course it fucking doesn't. Yeah. But it's a goddamn bummer. Yeah. Huge bummer. Man, they are missing. They need to create a movie that's so ham-handedly in your face, gay. But a Frankenstein movie. Like, that's what I'm seeing right now. Like, this needs to happen. Can you imagine? Have you heard of Dracula's Daughter? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, Dracula's Daughter, this is a complete tangent. <laughs> that's the game. I thought you were about to tell me. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. So Dracula's Daughter came out in 1936. And it's a, it's, it's a great vampire movie. And it's about Count Dracula. He's already been destroyed by Van Helsing. Um... But his daughter, the Countess, is alive and bad <laughs> and gay. Ooh. Ooh. And there are these scenes that are so clearly lesbian. Like, what she does, what Dracula's daughter does is she, like, lurks around, like, staring <laughs> creepily at sexy ladies in town. And, there's, and, like, feeding on them. And there's a whole, yeah, oh, there's damn. a whole scene that you can look up that was pro- that was heavily protested by the Hayes Code um, by people who were in charge of saying what could be in movies or not. And it's a scene where Dracula's daughter is, like, flashing the, the Dracula eyes at this girl. And she's, like, naked, I'm pretty sure, also, or, like, covering herself up. And she's like, no, no. And she just gives <laughs> her the eyes. And then she, like, faints. And then Dracula's daughter, like, pretty much like gets on top of her and the people who are in charge of the Hayes code which is to say like what could be shown or not they're like wait a minute we don't this is starting to look we don't want people to get the wrong idea (laughs) that's essentially what it said oh I can't find it like this is too hot yeah they're like we don't they're like we just want we don't see it like that but you know people (laughs) everyone else might (laughs) One might make the misconception <laughs> that this is a little gay. But I'm saying, like, they should make a movie where it's, like, very openly gay Frankenstein. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, is he gay? Is he not? Like, it should be like, he is he gay. He kisses boys. Yes. Like, there should be a makeout moment. And I will, that would be, can you imagine? Oh, my God. I'd be oh my so God, excited. But he has to have a better ending than this. A24. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be an A24 movie. No, they will hurt yes. him. No, it's going to be beautiful. No, it's going to be wait. beautiful and it's going to rip my heart into a million pieces. <laughs> I cried reading Frankenstein. That doesn't say a lot, Kate. It says something, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's pretty on brand for you, not surprising <laughs> in the slightest for anyone listening. I was sad. And I know what happens. Like, I've read it before. You're like, this is beautiful. It's so beautiful and touching. But we're not even done with the queerness. Like, there's still queer relationships in Bride of Frankenstein. Have wow. you seen, first of all, have you seen Bride of Frankenstein? Because I hadn't. No, but I've been to the house in Halloween Horror Nights. 
So mm. I feel like I kind of know what happens. Okay. Have you seen Young Frankenstein? No. That's... Is that the one with um, Gene... What's his name? Wilder, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh Let me just struggle along here. Guys, it's You're not like, just me, right? It. Like, that's weird that she hasn't seen Young Frankenstein. <sighs> you it's wouldn't just, like it you know is my the vibe. Worst part. You know my vibe. I don't you know if it's... Because like it. it's, it's supposed to be funny, right? Oh, my God. Do you know who Mill Brooks is? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't handle you right now. I can't. It's like, again, it's like it makes sense, but it still uh, is painful. I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. It just doesn't seem like my vibe. It's not your vibe at all. I think you would hate it. Yeah. But it's something that, like, like, just like Monty Python probably is not your vibe. It's not. It's yeah. not. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand why people like it, though. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I was, like, raised on Young Frankenstein. Oh, okay. That tracks. Like, yeah, like, since age three. They're like, you are going to be a campy child. <laughs> That's nothing <laughs> you can do about it. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. But there's a very famous scene in Young Frankenstein that I didn't know. I, I It wasn't from Frankenstein, but I didn't realize it was lifted directly from Bride of Frankenstein. And I'm bringing it up because the actor in this movie is in the Mel Brooks version in Young Frankenstein, the one I'm familiar with, is Gene Goddamn Hackman, whose name I am going to get right this time. That's the <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if this is your first time of me getting people's names wrong, I don't know the difference between Gene Hackman and Gary Oldman. I was going to say, is this what episode was that where you got them back? I don't even I know. I don't think either of them were in... Anything. I know that's what I'm like I can't think of what we were talking about I still even. do it I did it the other day when I was talking about oh, what's that movie Robin Williams <laughs> and uh the birdcage oh okay which Gary Oldman is not in the birdcage <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it but there's a very famous scene from Young Frankenstein with Gene Hackman, and he plays the hermit, which is a character from Bride of Frankenstein. So I knew it from Young Frankenstein, and it was gay then, too. So <laughs> this scene, and you may be familiar just from pop culture, is a scene where the monster, he's, like, just out looking for anyone to be nice to him, essentially. And he comes across this hermit, and he, like, the hermit is, like, just so excited. He's the hermit's blind. That's very important. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh and he's blind oh god quickly let me just Dermot's <laughs> blind um it. and it's just so excited to have like someone in his home and like invites him in and is like playing violin Aww. and inviting him for dinner and just as this guy is getting like comfortable and like is like thinks he has a friend he's saying like friend yeah and he's Aww. like yeah come in I'm your friend and then these two fucking again gun toting hill people <sighs> if I had a penny for how many times gun toting hill people straight people ruined the day crushed my vibe <laughs> you're just vibing you got something going on with this guy you're having dinner with a cutie <laughs> unacceptable they're like here is something gay happening in here <laughs> anyway so that doesn't work out for him he doesn't get a friend and the ending so the ending of bright and frankenstein this is where it gets more muddled and this is where it's like is it gay? And again, that's not the point, unless you're me. And then you're just searching for any shred of gayness. But that's not it's to be like, clear. And then it gets the really home heterosexual <laughs> at the end. At the end. At the end, it gets a little more muddled because, so essentially, they make the Bride of Frankenstein, who is barely in this movie, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, barely. She's like at the very end, and all she does is hiss. And Oh. Yeah, so Victor slash Henry is like, oops, I did it again. And Adam, who was, I forgot how he got to the castle. He's there. It doesn't matter. I guess to get his bride, Adam is like <laughs> friend to his bride person. The bride Ooh. just hisses at him. Well, yeah. That's she's it. She's like, come on too strong. Yeah. She's like, I'll play it cool. <laughs> I'll hiss at him. Is that not how you get boys? <laughs> that hasn't worked for you, Kate? <laughs> I bet, it, I, bet, I bet with the right energy, it could, is the thing. Would it attract the right kind of person? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I will give you $100 if the next time you get any male attention, 
at any <laughs> bar, anything like that. Any male children, you just turn and you hiss at them. <laughs> I want to know. And I will give you $100. That's a good one. I actually might use that for like when I'm walking through Philly and people talk to me. That's good. Yeah. I might use it for that instead because the key is to look as crazy as possible. I'm worried in Philly that would be seen as like a challenge. <laughs> no, the thing is, it's like we're all so ready for everyone else to be crazy that it's like you can't. <laughs> they're like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of us. And I walk in, they're like, hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Like, and you're like, why are you making eye like, contact Stop. with me? So I'm like, S- put your eyes down. Keep your you're eyes gonna down. You're going to get us killed. <laughs> stop talking to me stop smiling (laughs) man I wouldn't last two seconds there anyway so back to um Frankenstein's monster being depressed and sad so basically he gets hissed at he's like okay that's not gonna work out and then he turns to (laughs) Victor and his dumb wife are there his dumb wife that nobody asked to be there the entire time she shows up I know and she shows up and Adam's like encourages them to run he literally says like go you live and they just leave him there and they're like okay and they just go leave to like I don't know breed or something gross wait wait hold on so Adam is the Frankenstein's monster Mm -hmm. he tells his creator and his creator's wife to leave yes to leave the tower okay got it got it got it okay he's like get out of here get out of here because the townspeople are descending upon them also oh the whole time the whole movie right the whole time oh so he's like get out of here to save them he's trying to save them. yes he's trying to save okay he's like you want you have to live you live go oh wait can i ask a question yeah of course does uh victor and his wife do they have children Mm -mm. do you feel like there's like maybe a slight vibe for like the monster being like his child or yes. like his okay okay not I in just the book s- the book did not feel like that at all the okay book felt very much romantic or at least very okay. much like obsession questionable yeah. this one especially with the addition of dr pretorius felt like co-parenting okay got it which is why Aww. like i didn't love when the wife shut up I'm like i don't ca- like you're not part of my <laughs> get story. out of here get <laughs> who out. are you are you the nanny? <laughs> Are you the monster nanny? We've been waiting all day. The monster nanny. <laughs> he has shot three children into the sky trying to seesaw with them. You gotta be on time. <laughs> Man, I th- are we writing oh this movie? God. It sounds great. Uh- <laughs> it sounds like a great movie. We have to make it a very, very, very serious a24 gay movie mm. or a very hilarious straight movie and i think no we should between. go for the a24 gay movie because the hilarious straight movie already exists and it's called already exists <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah already exists damn it okay but i do i think that frankenstein's damn. nanny would be a great movie i'm just saying oh my god yes <laughs> nanny of frankenstein <laughs> nanny of frankenstein <laughs> Sounds great. I would watch it. 10 uh, out of 10 already. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it does sound Dr. like something that you would definitely watch. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Anyway, back to Dr. Pretorius because, like, he's been here this whole time. So he's there and he, I guess, is bad now. They're, they've decided, like, you're bad. I'm like, how are you any worse than – because because yeah. he was, like, influencing them to, like, let's do it again. But, mm. like, he didn't really twist his arm. You know what I mean? Like – Sure. So I don't yeah. get why suddenly he's the bad guy. Like they villainize him all this. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense mm. that he's bad and Daddy the other Frankenstein guy's good. is good. Yeah. Right. I think you're more mad that they make Daddy Frankenstein good. I feel like they both need to be bad. They both need to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. They both need to be bad or they both need to be better parents. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> Really that simple. Well, um, so Frankenstein's monster, Adam. So Adam turns to Dr. Pretorius and his bride. Because he had just said to Victor and his wife, you Get go, out of you here. live. And then he turns Save to yourself. these bitches and goes, yeah. you stay. We belong dead. <gasps> oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. And then he looks at his bride 
She hisses at him. <laughs> Love it. Fucking girl, give him Amazing. a break. This girl is my absolute hero. It's like you don't have to be like in love with him, but just like cut him some slack, mama. Like he's been through it. She doesn't know. She's in the she same boat know. as him. Yeah, I know. Anyway, she hisses at him. He cries like a single tear. And then he pulls, I guess there's like a self-destruct lever on the tower. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. <laughs> Excellent. He pulls it, brings the tower down on top of them, the end. Huh. Interesting. It's weird that they, I agree, villainize the Dr. Pretorius guy because isn't he the one who like did what Adam wanted and yes. create the girl? So that's how I feel. And that's where I feel like the queer coding really does come. Like it's like it gets, people are like, oh, you know, it's more muddled at the end. I'm like, it seems more like it gets a straight lens at the end a little bit because yeah, it's like yeah. the wife shows up out of nowhere and they're like, run, you guys are good. Like, is he? He's not. He's, he has no redeeming quality. Like, what's the redeeming nothing. quality? He's smart, I guess. So? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Hmm. Okay. Be a better dad. Okay. Yeah. And then Dr. Pretorius is, like, bad. And I'm like, I don't get it. And also, this whole yeah. movie, they absolutely have a vibe. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Dr. Pretorius and Dr. Frankenstein are... They may not be, like, husband material, but they've, like... Well, it kind of makes sense because otherwise it's like, what's the role of this guy? Like he could probably not exist and the story would be no different. I feel like they could just have Dr. Frankenstein be like, I'm going to try again. They could. They don't need like he doesn't need to be there. Well, he's like this whole the catalyst for the entire bride situation, because at the I think that if they hadn't put Dr. Frankenstein like waist deep in the. I have made a huge mistake in the first movie. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. They needed someone to bring him out of that. Exactly. But maybe the wife could have done that. What if the wife came over and was like, why would she do that? (laughs) She lives in this town. Does she know? She knows that Frankenstein exists. Yes. That the monster exists. Okay. Okay. Got it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Weird. vibe. So what's interesting, so... Like, kind of my conclusion of all of this is, like, was the queer coding intentional to this film? Because it just feels so in my face. Yeah. It's hard to be, like, I'm, like, is that really? And I know that's not the point. That's not the point. You get out of it what you get out of it. And it's all kind of the point of it is the discussion and the thought process and the theory. But what did the people closest to the director, closest to James Wales, say? I know. Right. I know what they said. What? Uh, they said no. Of course not. Yeah, no, that's they didn't do that. <laughs> of course not. Uh, in fact, they kind of took umbrage with it, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I was like, really? I thought you'd be excited about that, but they were not. And I kind of get it. I kind of, kind of get it for the times because, yeah. first of all, he wasn't that excited about making these movies. If you think about sure. it, it's definitely not the second one. Um, and two, he didn't want to get pigeonholed into one thing and I think that that doesn't just mean that's gonna extra pigeonhole yeah yes exactly hmm but I would to I to be absolutely clear I would have seen all of this not knowing that the director was gay yeah I forgot about James Whale when I was watching parts of this movie (laughs) like I'll be honest with you I feel like a lot of movies that take place kind of like around the turn of the century like in the early 1900s for me, I feel like same-sex friends behaved differently than how people behave today. Like, you'll watch, like, Pride and Prejudice, and, like, friends will sleep in the same bed and, like, be super cute and cuddly, and, like, even the men are like that, too. Yeah. And it seems interesting to me. Like, I wonder if there was just a little bit more, you know, free-flowing affection between same-sex friends back then than there is now? I don't know. I think they were gay. (laughs) Is what I think. (laughs) I'm just saying, I got a lot of female friendships. Not like that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess like the whole like his heart racing when he comes near that is one thing that stood out to me because I'm like, what was the intention there if not to be like aroused by the monster? Unless it's like fear. 
Yeah, but he's not really that scary. Like, he's well, a sympathetic character are... in the novel, even. I'm like, I feel bad for him. But I guess the townspeople are afraid of him, though, right? Yeah, but for no reason. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, besides the fact that he's literally made of dead body parts. It's but not yeah, his fault, though. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, he did like, kill that's why they're afraid of him. He didn't mean to. That's beside the point. <laughs> he didn't mean to. Wait, where is the fear of fire come in? Is that in the book? Is that in the movie? Is that not a thing? No, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. Okay. I can only think, I can only think of a scene from Young Frankenstein right now. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I have so many quotes that I can't say because you wouldn't get them. <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty sure it's in the mo- in the book. Is it in the book? Okay. I don't know. They do chase him with fire, but like they didn't have a lot of light back then. So that's how you chase people in the dark. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't do, know. You Let me have look to bring up. your fire. B-Y-O-F. Frankenstein fire bad. <laughs> fire bad. I think it's the movie. Uh, It's because, oh, oh, sad. Because fire is deceptive. When he first sees it, he is delighted by its brightness, color, and warmth. Oh, my God. And he tries to touch it. Kate's about to start crying, guys. I can't. Like, give him a break, <laughs> <Again>. man. <laughs> give him a break. Give him man, a boyfriend. Man, I wanted Bride of Frankenstein. See, that's definitely not what happens in the freaking haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights. Tell me about the haunted Bride house. With Bride of Frankenstein. I feel like it was something like you walk in and, like, Frankenstein is dead. And then the house is her mourning him and being upset and screaming and taking it out on people i've definitely seen was did i go to this house i feel like i went to this house i'm sure you did i think it was this last time that i went which you were there oh my god that's right okay that must remember because there was that one scare actor who was just like screaming bloody murder oh yeah she was just like standing there just like fucking screaming and we were both like holy fuck like how is she screaming for this amount of time like just for hordes of for people over an and over her fucking voice yeah i remember that yeah it wasn't someone yeah. like above us yeah yes mm-hmm. yes i remember that yeah, yeah i think that they were just like you guys want to see the bride of frankenstein like, <laughs> they were yeah. like let's create a really great good. story <laughs> maybe, maybe, is it is that an original story that i just don't know about i don't know it maybe. ain't this one i'll tell you that it's a great story i am gonna get um a poster of this movie to go with my other ones Ooh, yeah. I just want to be sad all the time. <laughs> You're just going to cry at it all the time. I am. I'm just going to cry at it. <laughs> I was I was kind of sad that none of his friends at all were like, yeah, maybe there's some queer coding. So I really do think that it was not his intent at all. Um, one of mm. his partners, so he had like a, a life partner, husband oh, is what wow. we would call them now. Nice. Um, <laughs> right. David Lewis. And so David Lewis, he stated very flatly, he said his sexual orientation was not germane to his filmmaking. And he said, Jimmy, oh, so cute. He calls him Jimmy. Jimmy was first and foremost oh. an artist. And his films represent the work of an artist, not a gay artist, but an artist. I think that's fair. I think if Very. you are like one of the few quote unquote gay, you know, artists, right. everyone's going to be like, is this movie gay? Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I'm sure he's like, fuck guys, like just watch this without thinking about my sexual orientation, please. Right. Right. His biographer thought the same thing. So Wales' biographer said he was kind of like, maybe, I guess. But, like, if anything, I would say, like, the the components are, like, the antisocial components of coming from low class versus high class. Oh. Which was, okay. I guess, more influential for him. Yeah. And then there is – someone got – again, people got pretty irate about this. Um, one of his really good friends was this filmmaker named Curtis Harrington, and he said – that the gay interpretation, the queer coding is, quote, a younger critic's evaluation. And then he says, all artists do work that comes out of the unconscious mind. And later on, you can analyze it and say the symbolism may mean something. But artists don't think that way. And and that's true. I stand by that. And I would bet my life that James Whale would never have had such concepts in mind. I don't know about that. Hmm. I think that the fact that you called it the, the unconscious mind says a lot. Yeah, that's kind of like he's uh, contradicted himself there. At kind the end. Of, right? Like a little bit. <laughs> I, 
I'm just saying, like maybe he was like he was like it wasn't intentional. I think, gayness. I do think that's what he's saying. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I don't know, but he also said like someone was talking about um how the the concept of like majesty and power, and Harrington, the the close friend, said my opinion is that's just pure bullshit. Oh damn! He goes. That's a critical <laughs> interpretation that has nothing to do with the original inspiration. And you know what, Curtis? I'm gonna need you to calm the fuck down. Because <laughs> here's the thing about art, and I do feel this way. Once it is out there, it's not just yours anymore. Yeah, well, it's about the person's experience, and that's individualized. Exactly. And mm. if <laughs> I want him to be gay, he's gay. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna enjoy this better with my thought that he's gay then I'm gonna do it what are you gonna do about it yeah (laughs) you're gonna do something you can't do nothing I'm gonna make him kiss in my mind Victor and Frankenstein that's what we need though we need that I need from a24 hot Frankenstein (laughs) oh I didn't know this is what we need a makeout scene so Bill Skarsgård (gasps) <gasps> don't fuck with me don't even uh he would yes. do so good oh my god if it were bill skarsgård as the monster and shia labeouf as dr frankenstein that <gasps> would be like my fucking dream shia labeouf shia labeouf because he's, he's like, like not allowed on he's any got crazy energy anymore. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yes yeah, so i love him though bill skarsgård and he's gotta have like a polished Oh, okay. Okay. No, he doesn't actually. I mean, Shia LaBeouf can look polished. Yeah, I'm know. down with it. Shia LaBeouf. He's right. got crazy. Yeah, he's got a crazy streak, but I feel like he can. Well, so did Dr. Frankenstein. Do it. To be fair, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, I like it. This is good. I mean, and Mia it. Goth can be Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, of she can just hiss. She just hisses. <laughs> she just hisses the whole time. Yes, I love this. Amazing. This is going good places. Yes. <laughs> but we always invent shit on this book. <laughs> a lot of queer film critics, um, including the one who's talking right now, hello, says, <laughs> this looks pretty gay to me. So at its very core, if you, like, I don't know, it just seems pretty gay. The monster is this, like, figure who's, like, violently outcast from society for being other. He's treated like shit for something He's treated like something that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't have happened. This was a mistake. This is not just in Frankenstein. Like, there's so many other queer-coded horror movies. I could talk about Jennifer's body for literally eight hours. Yeah, that's so not, like, (laughs) that's so out there, though, I feel like. People people don't think that it's gay? No. What? People don't think needy is gay. What? I know. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Makes no point. That makes and no they sense. They don't have to, me. to, but I yeah. I do, and there's nothing you can do about that, is there? <laughs> nothing you can do. So, in conclusion, this is how you apply queer theory: is however you fucking want to, and you take whatever you want from art, and that's how you make more art, and that's how you grow. And I am gonna do this to everything. Watch out, Hollywood. Garfield Hollywood's into it now Hollywood's (laughs) like do it Minions gay 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 (laughs) Smurfs gay oh so gay there's one female Smurf riddle me that okay okay (laughs) Papa Smurf okay Okay. Papa Smurf (laughs) okay Scooby-Doo gay And there's nothing you can do about it. In the dog or just everybody? Him and Shaggy. And, and mostly. They're gay for each other. <laughs> mostly Daphne and Velma. Oh, my God. You love Velma. Yes, I do. Because she's gay and brilliant. <laughs> I'm not alone in this one either. <laughs> Is there, like, tons of people on the internet that are obsessed with her? Lesbians, correct. Yes. <laughs> You're, like, the entire lesbian community, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> All of us are like, got it, 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 got it. <laughs> got it. No problem here. Anyway, in conclusion, this is this is this is the cool down period, which I propose a new segment of our show. 
It's where um, Kate needs to decompress from her horror hyperfocus. <laughs> her queer theory horror hyperfocus. <laughs> Kate needs to calm down. So, Ariana, how are you celebrating what? Pride? <laughs> well, Kate, I went to Pride last night, and I am fucking hungover still. <laughs> That's I know it was a good one right there. Guys, let me tell you a story. So I wore a unicorn horn to Pride, obviously. And I then, didn't know that. What, yeah. And then when I was waiting in line for a drink, the guy in front of me had a unicorn shirt on, and he complimented my horn, and I said, do you want it? And he said... Yeah, and then he gave me a iridescent fan as a trade, and that fan is like my literal favorite thing. Like it's it so awesome. shiny and sparkly, and I was so excited. I it made my night. So oh, you probably made his night by giving him a unicorn horn. <laughs> He's probably telling you. <laughs> I think I traded up. I think I fucking traded up because that fan is awesome. I'm obsessed with it. I can't wait to use it. Actually, I used it yesterday because it was hot as fuck. It was so hot. We were basically just in the entire Philly neighborhood. I was telling Kate about this. They set up like DJs. It was just like a giant block party and it was awesome. It was so fucking fun. And she looked really cute. She was like wearing this little silver (laughs) sports bra and she had this little glittery (laughs) eyeliner on. Oh my God, an angel. What are you doing for Pride, Kate? I I don't know yet. I'm going to go. I'm visiting Austin, my brother. Oh, nice. Thursday. And I'm going to be with him all weekend. So we're going to hit up some... Fun stuff in Atlanta. Oh, Hotline Atlanta Pride. Nice. Yes. Oh my God. Or maybe we'll just watch the Lizzie McGuire movie again and drink for a second. <gasps> Stop it. Oh my a God. or B. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm super gel. It's going to be really fun, regardless of what happens. I have a feeling it might be B, but I am bringing my Switch. <laughs> and um, I did get the latest, I got a new Grand Theft Auto. And last time that he came over, that's all we did. Oh, really? I Grand didn't know Theft he was Auto. into games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I didn't he know played that. Grand Theft Auto from like dawn to dusk. JK, from dawn to midnight. And then dawn I was going to say, you yeah. till no dusk. dusk. Yeah, right. No dusk. But I got, I got. <laughs> it was midnight. <laughs> Guys, just so you know, it's 11 It's 11 o'clock. Listen, unless I'm gaming. If I'm gaming, I'm good. I will <laughs> Next stay time up you all say night. that, I'm just going to hand you a Game Boy as we turn on a another Game movie. Boy? Where did you get this Game Boy? 2001? 2001. I would love this Game Boy. I had a Game Boy. The first Game Boy I had, I had to buy an add-on to it that was like a lamp that you would put over it because it wasn't backlit. Oh, my brother had one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had the purple one that like was see-through and you could like see all the little like um, yes. chips and stuff inside I of it. I love that one. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Now I have a Switch, but I don't use it because I just PC game. Mm, mm. But I don't know what that oh, means, but wait, okay. <laughs> you don't okay. <laughs> Kate's very excited. I'm she so has excited. a new plushie that she sent me a picture of. It's creepy as fuck. <laughs> she tried to explain to me what it is. It's some sort of demon thing from yeah. some video game. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute though, right? Look at him. Look it's at the detail. It's the creepiest. It's literally the creepiest <laughs> so fucking thing I've ever seen. I'll guys. post it on Instagram. I really love him, but it's this plushie that I've been waiting for for literally six months. Um, that I was on Steam one day, and they were like, "Hey, who wants? Who would be down if we made like this plushie of this uh, weird demon that stands on top of cabinets from this game no one's heard of?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Me." sign me the fuck up sign me the fuck up well I missed two different custom plushie orders for Fran Bow plushies and I was like absolutely not again I was in the middle of doing stuff with my family I was in the middle of game night I'm like pause pause <laughs> I'm not missing out on this gorgeous minion creature thing it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen so I love oh my god so ew <laughs> she's kissing so it pretty. I love it's him so much don't worry I'll, I'll post him on, on the gram <laughs> so y'all can see how cute he is <laughs> I did place them under Keeps a spotlight and there's a bathroom directly across from this room so whenever I go to brush my teeth I see him in the mirror oh god <laughs> but I, I really like it it makes me happy oh my god you're so weird I know I don't I don't know what to say but I got my plushie <laughs> and I love him it it's him 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 it's a him. him it's a him and I love him yeah his mm-hmm. name is Mr. Ariana <laughs> Wow. And he's I'm the love so, of my life. 
I'm so honored. Okay. Oh well, I, I'm, I'm calm now. I know it doesn't sound like okay. it, but I am. <laughs> this is her calm, guys. I'm this is fine. Her calm. <laughs> guys, I'm so calm right now. Guys, I feel so fine right now. I'm not so even crying calm. about Frankenstein anymore. <laughs> She's ready to go get sad about something else. Yeah, don't worry. I got a lot of sad things lined up. So I should go get to those. Um, and also get to, I got to go watch Final Destination, y'all. I'm so excited about yes. Final Destination. Oh, my God, guys. I just watched it. It's great. Ah, I'm so excited. I have so much to say already. I was thinking about it on the way to work today because there was a car that was carrying a bunch of carpets. Oh, my God, bro. I literally, I, we were just talking about this. I think about Final Destination at least once a week. I, it's yeah. like something that's like an inherent part of my day-to-day thoughts. Like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I cannot wait. Okay, I'm going to go watch it so I can remember all the good parts. And come back next week, you guys. We're going to be talking about Final Destination. Yeah. Um, and until next time, stay spoopy. Oh, and happy Pride. Stay. Yay. <laughs> stay, stay spoopy, spoopy and gay. Pride. Love you guys. <laughs> Mwah.